Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. This is the Blue White Breakdown, the premier podcast for all things Penn State football. Talk about culture. It's something that should show up in every aspect of your program. It's the Blue White Breakdown, brought to you by Penn Live. Here are your hosts, Bob Flounders and David Jones. Time is flying by, Penn State fans. We're already at our second Blue White Breakdown podcast. Penn State, Illinois, this week, Saturday at Beaver Stadium. I'm Bob Flounders, joined by Dave Jones. And we're going to talk a little bit specifically about the game, some questions surrounding the game but Dave I have a funny feeling we're going to spend an awful lot of time talking about one specific position uh as we uh get through this podcast how are you doing well I have a new microphone they sent me a they sent me a yeti blue so I sound kind of see look at this thing look at it's giant yeah, it's a Yeti yeah. blue. Dave, we know you're compensating. It's okay, man. Just, <laughs> who was what yes, was that? What was be. that station? What was that station in Harrisburg that used to have like like dinosaur rock from the seventies? And the the guy would come on. It would be one thirty in the morning. and be driving on me a little later. We're gonna get a fog hat mini concert. Oh. <laughs> then he gives the time. <laughs> Maybe I'll lapse into a Howard Askin at some point. <laughs> You have to say the correct thing that sets me off. I know. And then I'll yeah. do it. And you have to give the exact right response. We do it all the time anyway, so <laughs> it shouldn't be hard. It is Penn State at Illinois this week. Penn State and Illinois both coming off the bye. Dave, the last time we talked, you did mention that our guy, Brett Bielema, threw his whole team under the bus. And I, well, I, I, no, I, I, did, I did some sniffing around and looking at it. It sounds like that's exactly what he did. You, how do you feel? I, no mean, I mean, you did some sniffing around, huh? Yeah, I'm not sure right. I like that image. Actually, that's right. Sniffing around. I uh, I talked to some people. I, I I'm not certain that if you include the context that he really did throw them all under the bus. It was sort of a situation where he was asked about why he was recruiting so much. Yeah, and during the, it, during the they had a buy also. Illinois had a buy this last past week, and he said, "Well, you know, we're not getting." We have to because we have to prepare for next season because they have a bunch of super seniors. redshirt seniors and super seniors on the offensive line, and they haven't been very good. Anyway, they're going to be gone next year. And he goes, we're not getting anything out of the class of 2020, 2019, 2018, which sounded like a backhand, but, it, you know, it's, it's really just the truth. Uh, uh, but the, the entire 2020 class is gone. They quit or were kind of run out of there on a rail. So they don't exist. So that was the context of the question. Yeah, I got to recruit some some offensive linemen because we're going to have nothing in our uh, 2020 class is not going to be contributing anything in 2022. And that's kind of a problem. So So he's brutally to the point. Yeah, I thought he was truthful. That's all. But but it still got some very um, pointed comments and uh, emojis from social media. Social media exploded <laughs> about Brett Bielema and um, <laughs> from former linemen who are now in the NFL. There's a couple of guys you would probably know better. Andrew than Green. Yep, yeah. There's one of yeah. them. They, they were eye rolls and are really dude. Really, really. It, one, one guy said a bad look for, for Brett Bielema. I don't know. He also didn't have a lot of kind comments for the quarterback position. 
kind of very frank and honest and at the same time doing what coaches do, which is they say, hey, I didn't recruit these guys. And they all do it in one way or another, you know, their first year in a rehab job. And this is a rehab job. This is a serious rehab job. Since we last talked, and it feels like it was only yesterday, Dave, it feels like it was only yesterday. Any new thoughts for you on the Penn State quarterback puzzle and maybe what Penn State fans should expect, not only Saturday, but uh, maybe the next couple of weeks? Dave, I just think that we're not going to see Sean Clifford for a little bit. I just everything that James said, even though we didn't say a lot, and, and the fact that they're splitting reps, my two takeaways are he could miss multiple games and also... I just think they, they're not really sure what they have in Roberson and they're going to give Veyu a little bit of a look. You know, they better be careful is my take. This is still a Big Ten team. It is a Big Ten team that beat Nebraska. They actually gave Purdue a pretty good game. Correct. I mean, they're a capable team. They beat yep. Charlotte. They're not a horrible team. They're not like Rutgers bad from a couple of years ago. They're not that bad. Uh, I would win the game first. And to me, right. you, you, you're better off playing Roberson, running spread option, yeah. running running him through the AGOP. He can get some confidence. He was actually yeah. getting some confidence at Iowa when he's doing that, that, uh, that AGAP keeper. And he can do it pretty well. Let him do what he can do, uh, revise the offense in that direction, yeah. win the game. That's could we, could that's we what see, I think. Could we see a pretty different-looking Roberson if the noise level isn't too distracting, I guess is the right word, or inhibiting for him to run the offense. In other words, he's going to be probably more comfortable, a little bit calmer at home, and the defense he's facing isn't as good. Might might we see him look quite a bit different, do you think? Depends. I mean, you've been around long enough. This is your 20th season, is it not? 20. Yeah. Two zeros. Yeah. Uh, you've been around long enough to see some Penn State home crowds turn on quarterbacks. That's right. That's right. I know just... one in particular. <laughs> <laughs> I don't might know as well, to mention his name. You might as well. So this is a good time for you to tell that story. It was your buddy Dan Carroll was outside the stadium. I am I not believe. telling this story. Come I feel on. like it's piling on. It's piling on. <laughs> the quarterback I was referring to is Anthony Morelli, really talented quarterback who just, you know. he. I'm he telling the story. If you're All right, you tell it. it. I'm no. not telling it. Because I stuck up for Anthony Morelli for a long time, that, that, that he did what he did. He, he was hamstrung with a kind of a backward caveman offense that didn't really take advantage of what he could do back then, which was true of Rashard Casey before that. Right. And a lot of guys. Sure. Um, so he would stand in there and take shots, man. Uh, he reminded me in some, some ways of Tony Saka that way, who was a good quarterback. And came out of there and, and ripped that whole regime after he got out of there. Morelli never did that, but he was the favorite whipping boy of the crowd at times. I think mm-hmm. we can agree on that. Yep. And so uh, if if I got this right, your 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 buddy Dan Carroll was outside. Oh, he's throwing Dan under the bus. Okay, <laughs> go ahead. It's it's been fifteen right. years. Who All cares? Right. We should have got him to sign a waiver. He told the story, right? Yeah, he told the story. He did. And we've, we've laughed about this. It wasn't off it was, the record. It wasn't off the record as far as I'm concerned. It was co-eds, right? It was, that was the funny part because it was a couple of, it was a couple of, no one says co-eds anymore. Now I really do sound 64, but it, it was a couple of, of college girls, you know, with their sweatshirts on. 
and they were walking outside the stadium and there was that there's that gap where you can barely see the scoreboard okay and morelli's picture was on there and i hope i've got this right and one of them just and dan was right behind him, one of them just said effing morelli <laughs> under her breath that was the kind of you know you were talking about 21 year old college women saying that that's that's pretty pretty brusque that's that's pretty tough yeah so i guess stuff he had to go through to walk to circle this back to roberson i think your point is valid that penn state penn state fans were not happy with the second half by the offense even even the second quarter by the offense after clifford left and the iowa game and the it hasn't been that long i i guess you're saying if roberson doesn't have some early success he might hear some chirps on homecoming weekend Sean Clifford did. I mean, yes, you remember right. the Buffalo game a couple of years ago? Yes. Yeah, that was early, too. It yeah. was. It was a couple of this uh, week, two, I believe. Yep. Uh, but but that those guys got booed off the field at halftime. Yeah. So it depends on how – this is where you acquire some thick skin. Sean Clifford had to go through it, and uh, maybe he'll have to go through it. But I still think you have the best chance to win – to play the guy who has gotten the most reps and, and take one yeah. Roberson clearly has had the most reps, the most experience. And he did have a little success at Iowa before things came unglued. Yeah. So yeah. I think he's got to play and he's got to be the one. If you start a quarterback rodeo in this game <laughs> and you're only seven, 10 points right. ahead. Yeah. And I, yeah, things, things, I think- can, things can come unraveled yeah. quicker yeah. than you think. Yeah. You, I- you don't want to do that. Yeah. I, I think you're right. I think Roberson is the guy to start, but I think that they have to have, they have to, just in case, they have to have Veyu a little bit more up to speed just because if by some chance, Dave, it looks like it did the final 40 minutes against Iowa, it's not going to fly. We'll let that, let that happen first. You, you have yeah. to let that completely happen before you put him in the game. Yep. That's my opinion. Either that or get up 24 points, then put him in the game. That's fine. Cause you want to get him some, some feel for what yeah. the stadium's like, what it feels to be out there. Okay. Cause it's not high school, man. I mean, it's, not it's true. different with all those, all those people there, even if it's a crowd of 78,000 on right. a, on a noon start, it's still, it's still different. So you do want to get him out there, but you don't want to jump the gun and you don't want to do anything silly when you're only up seven or 10, in my right. opinion. So we'll see what happens. Dave, let's just talk about uh, if you're Illinois what are some scenarios that you can see where that? Well, I can actually see a quite a few where the game is close for quite a bit. Who are the players, and what are the situations where this game, you know, in the third quarter, you know, it's still, you know, it's still a one or two possession game, or maybe who knows? Worst case scenario, you know, Illinois is in front. What are those scenarios look like to you? That if the the one unit, if you divide a football team into six units. Uh, the quarterback, running backs, receivers, defensive line, offensive line, secondary, uh, linebackers. Well, that's that's it's uh, nine you, that's seven actually. But you you put the quarterback in with the backs. Uh, <laughs> I would say the running backs are a very competitive unit for Illinois. Chase yeah. Brown in in particular, and if they can run the ball against a defense that maybe is feeling. The depletion on the defensive line, which they they will be, mm-hmm. uh, that are a little bit sleepy with the noon kick. If they start running the ball and throwing play action and getting things done, uh, holding the ball, and then whenever Penn State gets the ball, 
the the other the other the other units that are decent for Illinois are the back seven. The linebackers are pretty decent, even though they don't have Hanson. Hanson's yeah. going to be gone for the year, by the way, is what I heard. I know that Bilema would not talk about his status. I know he left the Wisconsin game with an injury. He's a good player, um, but I, I would imagine um, he's he's a resolute player. He's not a particularly talented player. He just plays his ass off. Jake Hanson, yeah. who we're talking about, the yeah. best the linebacker. He gets a ton of tackles. Gets to the right spots, doesn't get there like super fast, uh, like some people. But he, I've heard he's done for the year, and they're going to announce that sometime today or tomorrow because he just has to get well. He's had a ton of injuries, as guys like that sometimes do, and he needs to get well for his pro day. I don't think he's going to be a high draft or anything. Do you? You've seen uh, him. I would in the say sixth no. and seventh round, maybe. Yeah. He overachiever. Uh, but, I mean that in the best yeah. way. But but he has a chance to play, so he has to get get himself yep. well. But but the back seven is pretty good on this team, especially the secondary is representative. So if they can get a couple of uh, PBUs, and Penn State's kind of sleepy, and they have to, they I'm sure they will stack the box and make Roberson beat them through the air. If they can do that effectively, or uh, get some third and sixes, third and sevens, and then he has to throw. Yeah, things can can develop because they have the running game. They have the running backs to make that happen. Uh, their yeah. their offensive line has not been good, so those backs have pretty much done everything on their own. But if they can get a modicum of success running the ball and get some some knockaways uh, on defense or maybe a pick, yeah, they're they're going to stay in the game. They are. I mean, just look at some of the games they played uh, earlier this year. The Maryland game, I know, I think that was twenty to seventeen. Uh, the Purdue game, they were winning until the very uh, last couple of minutes. I think they were up nine six. They had to make some plays to win that game. On uh, Purdue did at home before they beat Iowa. So I think it, I think the longer that Illinois is in this game, the more nervous some people on offense at Penn State. Are going to get, and you're right. I would absolutely make the court. You have to make the quarterback beat you with his arm as much as you can if you're Illinois. And I don't really understand why this line has ballooned. Is it still at 23? Is that what it is? Uh, it's actually at. See, you said. I know you said it was 17. I, I looked. I, I've only ever seen it open at 23. Maybe you saw it uh, at another spot. It's at 24 today. See, I don't get that. I would be. Yeah. I would be gobbling up those 24 points with. With a, a a deep reserve at quarterback, which is what we're really dealing with here, yeah. wouldn't you? Yeah. I don't get it. Yeah, I and I don't think I don't think Penn State wants to mess around. I think they want to. I think they want to get up the double digits and just kind of do what they can to get this game over with. A because of the uncertainty at quarterback, and B they they can't even afford to get another quarterback hurt. I mean. Like what? I mean, if you're going to run Roberson, I understand, but what if he gets hurt? I they just they are they they are very limited options. I think the next couple of weeks at quarterback, it makes a lot of sense, Dave, to just try and get this game over with. Whether you win by seven, whether you win by ten, whether you win by four, just salt it away and move on to the Ohio State game. Yeah, because the the less wear and tear you get on everybody, the more they can rest up for the next week. It isn't really a good time to have to play in Columbus. And uh, these these guys need to get this over with and get everyone some rest who can use some rest because Illinois is at a bye week, too. That's the thing. You, you, yeah. you think about what well, Penn State should be able to roll these guys just based on 
running and defense. Well, they haven't been able to run the ball on anybody. They, they didn't run the ball against Ball State. Uh, how can we be certain they can run the ball? So No, they ran it against Ball asked, State. They couldn't run it against Villanova. Villanova, yeah. Yeah, that's even uh, worse. Right. Somebody asked me, can't they just, uh, you know, run the ball and, and let their defense carry them the rest of the way, you know? And it's already – no, those days are over yeah. of winning – trying to win 17 to 10 games. You – you're, I, I, what my answer was in the, in the mailbag today that is Michigan, the first four years under Harbaugh, proved you can't do that anymore. Right. That sooner or later, one of two things are going to happen. That you're going to come up against a, a defense tough enough to stop you, and then it's going to be on your quarterback to make plays, and quarterback is more important than it ever has been. You remember, you remember Michigan at Iowa when we were in that bar? Where were we? Bloomington? Well, like we? the 12, 10 game or something? 20, 2016, the 14 to 13 game. Oh, yeah, yeah. That had safeties in it. And it was it, it was O'Corn playing quarterback, right? And it was. wasn't wasn't that who it was? Yeah. He couldn't make a play and they lost 14 to 13. Michigan was the number two team in the country then. 2016. Or you have yeah, or you have the other thing where uh, they thought their defense was pretty damn good, and then they they play Ohio State in I think it was eighteen, and just get their blow the doors blown yeah. off. Dan Brown, the Browns defense got sixty two put up on them, and they couldn't keep pace. I mean, it was it, one of those things is going to happen if you don't have a balanced right. offense. And Penn State right now does not have a balanced team. I mean, they they can't you can't just run the ball and play defense and hope to muck your way through the season anymore. It doesn't work. This is the Blue White Breakdown. Welcome to Cureleaf, a medical marijuana dispensary. Whether you're a longtime patient or you're just getting acquainted with this incredible plant, Cureleaf of Pennsylvania is honored to guide you along your medical marijuana journey. Have questions? Visit us at cureleaf.com or stop in to see us at any of our 12 locations. Let's talk medical marijuana and let our confidence become yours. Dave, one thing that I've, uh, I'm really interested in just because I think this guy is, is that good. The extra week to prepare and knowing what he has to work with. Mike Yersich, I just want to see what he does. Uh, let's, assume, let's just say it's Taquan Roberson. I think it's a pretty safe assumption. No Clifford. I just want to see how, what he does to help this quarterback who clearly I think is, is, is obviously far from a finished, a finished product, never really expected to use him this year, but extra time uh, reps with the ones knowing exactly what you're working with extra time to study the Illinois defense. I'm talking about your I'll tell you what, you know, if, if he can do some things with, with uh, Taquan early in the game, maybe somehow confuse the Illinois defense and get some points early. Man, that is that is quite a feather, I think, in Mike Yersich's cap. I'm not saying he will do it, but I think this is a hell a hell of an audition for Mike Yersich if he can do something really positive uh, for where he wants to get to next in his coaching life. Yeah, I think I wish I could remember the kid's name, but he had to do this uh, at Oklahoma State after Mason Rudolph left. Okay. And they, I guess it was 18, some 2018, 2017, and there's some plant time during the end of his tenure. And he got this, of course, he had, he had camp to do it, I believe, but I, I'm not even certain this kid was the starting quarterback. But everything I heard was that he did a great job with this kid. 
He was a raw rookie, and he got him up to speed very quickly. Every coach, especially every position coach who becomes a coordinator, which yep. is Mike Yurcich, he knows how to play quarterback. He did it. Right. He's, the, 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 the best attribute you can tell me about a coach is that he takes what some kid does well, accentuates his positives, and limits his negatives, limits his liabilities. So if, if he can do that with Roberson, yes, it will be a major, major accomplishment, and people will notice. And he wants to be a head coach. Yeah. He might be a head coach here. Who knows? That's what I'm uh, saying. And it's not like he soon. doesn't have – I know the running back. The running backs are – there's a lot of questions about who's going to be healthy. But as far as targets to throw to, uh, Taquan's got some. One great wide out. Uh, he's got Parker Washington, Keandre Lambert Smith. Um, those tight ends can catch too. I'm not sure they can block, but it's not like Roberson won't have inviting options to throw the ball, you know, whether it's short or long in this game. And I got to think that there's going to be a way where he gets Dotson. Uh, you know, Dotson just was kind of squelched in the uh, Iowa game. He had a bunch of catches for only 48 yards. I just think that there's got to be a, a path that Mike sees to get this team to score somehow into the into the twenties and then let the defense take it from there. Well, there there were opportunities there for Dotson. The one the one especially where Roberson just he, he's not known as an accurate quarterback. The one skinny post that he threw, he threw it back over the top of Dotson's head. Yep. If he throws him open the other direction, that could have been a touchdown. Instead, right. it was an interception. Remember, it was like a fifty yard interception. I remember that uh, play. Yeah, that was there. It was there and. Uh, he just kind of missed him. So he's not known as a particularly accurate quarterback or a particularly good long ball thrower. But I think you have to take a couple shots deep simply to keep the defense honest, especially if you're going to run him. And I think you got to run him because the running back room is depleted right now. So I don't think you have any choice but to run him if you're going to do what he does well and take advantage of what he does well, make him feel good about himself. He has to run the ball, and you have to take that risk that he might get dinged up. I mean, you got to do what a kid does well and try to take advantage of it, both for him and for your offense. You, you win a game like this down the middle, and if he can back off those safeties, keep them honest, and then run run where, where they vacate, I mean, there are going to be situations – you have to back those safeties up, and then there will be situations where he can run through the A gap and find some room to run. He's a good runner, man. He's a he's a good aggressive runner, and he doesn't screw around when he runs. He runs like uh, like he means it, like he's comfortable running. Dave, the other thing I think that Taquan has going in his favor is arguably the top kicking specialist in the nation in terms for field position, and also a defense that Dave the, uh, Wisconsin beat Illinois I think it was 24 nothing in Illinois and Illinois finished with 93 total yards of offense in that game I think that this is a situation where even without PJ Mustafer I know you talked about them trying to get their running game going and work the clock you know change fields maybe get a turnover on a short field but if Penn State can kind of and, and and Stout can can keep can keep this offensive bunch that Illinois has just bottled up all game it could be a situation where the Penn State offense is working with either from midfield or in in Illinois territory uh, a bunch of this game because I think that Penn State even without Mustafer has the athletes really to cause problems for for Illinois's offense. 
Yeah, you keep sounding like uh, you won a game from 2010 here or 2011. Um, I don't see a lot of other ways that it can go. (laughs) I really don't. But but is that Mike Yersich? That's my question. Right. Is that in him? That and where does James Franklin does James Franklin duck his head into the offensive meeting room and or does he just no, say like, I, I, hope I not. trust you? I hope not. Yursich yeah. knows what he's doing. Uh, Franklin has never done anything like that. He lets okay. his assistants coach. He lets his coordinators coach. He's never been known as like Paterna was to to take the headset from Gander and say let let me have it for a couple of plays, Franny. <laughs> that that doesn't happen here. Nor should yeah. it. I mean, if you're, you're hiring these guys, and to, to Franklin's credit, he's always known when to cut his losses on a coordinator. He doesn't screw around. He's done it twice, and he did it again. I think he has the right guy here. Let him coach. Let him do what he does. Yeah. Let him call the plays. Stay out of his way. He knows what he's doing. But I guess what I'm saying is I could still see Penn State scoring 31 points on Saturday, and maybe it not being a great offensive day because of – the presence of Stout and because of that defense. In other words, it's if they just really kind of tee it up for the offense. You're looking for a field position sure. game. That's what I'm, and, that's what I'm looking for. I think that's 24 points, not 31, unless they get a couple of pick <laughs> right. sixes or something. But, but to me, you're looking for a 24-7 game, which is fine. The, okay. the main thing is get it put away early so you get everyone some rest for Columbus because they're going to need it. They're going to need it. Uh, this is a fine line walking a tightrope between let's get this over with and let's win the game. I mean, you got to win the game because if you, if you, like I said, if you act like this game is, we're, we're so much better than these guys, you're going to be in a game. They've proven it. They did it against Purdue. And that wasn't that long ago. What was it three weeks ago? Yeah. Purdue's a, Purdue's a tough team. I mean, they, they are not a explosive team necessarily, but they're a tough team and you should, you saw it against Iowa. Uh, this is not your standard. They're, they might finish last in the West. So you mm-hmm. think, well, they're the worst team in the league, and they probably are. But this is not a bad year for the Big Ten. It's a pretty good year top to bottom. It's a very good year top to bottom. In most years, the worst team in the league would be a lot worse than Illinois. That's what I'm saying. You can't mess around with these guys. I think what you're saying is you do not, Dave, you do not want to let Sitkowski hang around into the fourth quarter because he'll beat you every time. Is that what you're trying to tell me? Hey, he hasn't looked awful at times, okay? (laughs) You're talking about Arthur Sitkowski from uh, the transfer from Rutgers. You know, I, 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 a lot of times, I, this, this kid was a very well regarded quarterback coming out. He's a Jersey I think kid. They saw him a couple times. Didn't they see him in the 2008 game in Piscataway? So, so often a quarterback comes into a bad situation. This can happen from college to the NFL. I've often mentioned David Carr. David Carr was a terrific quarterback at Boise State. Then he goes to the expansion Texans and yeah. just gets the crap beat out of him. He could have yeah. been what his brother has become. Very, He could have been better than his brother. But he went into a bad situation. Arthur Sikowski has been in two horrific situations. You know, I guess that's on him for picking them, for choosing them. Uh, my, my nephew went into one at Maryland uh, a couple of years ago. And it, when, you, when you constantly got guys in your face, it's hard. It's hard to do your job. And you get into bad habits. I think we even saw that with Christian Hackenberg, didn't we? We sure did. We sure did. Dave, it's, it's getting late in the Blue White Breakdown podcast. I'm going to put you on the spot, 
Give me the final score and maybe one prediction how you see it playing out. I think it's 24-7, and I think Roberson plays all the important snaps. I, well, that's probably the best case scenario, right, for Penn State, because if 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 Vayu is in the game at some point, say in the third quarter, chances are something bad happened. That ain't good. Yeah. <laughs> the only I way it's good is if it's thirty-one nothing in the third quarter. I don't think it's going to happen. I just the don't. phrase the phrase is gone awry. I think that is yeah. what we're talking about. Uh, I can, I kind of see it the same way you. I picked twenty-nine-six Penn State, and I already I already kind of gave it away. I just think. That the defense, even without Mustafer, looking at that Wisconsin game that Illinois played, I just think it's going to be tough for them to get going, even with Penn State not having Mustafer. And I think that Jordan Stout really is, really is that good. He was, he was, he was so good, Dave, in that Iowa game, and it just kind of got lost in uh, between the crowd, the booing of the injuries, the quarterback getting hurt, and the the punter for the other team was as good. But man, Jordan Stout, I, I mean. Like you said, I've been doing it 20 years. I've never seen a kicking specialist at Penn State like him. Well, the the best case for Penn State actually would be is if Joey Porter or Brisker or somebody jumps a route and they get a couple of defensive yeah. either setups or touchdowns, then that can loosen up everything for Roberson. So that could happen, too. That's yeah. certainly possible. Do you have a lock of the week in the Big Ten? Any other picks you want to make? Is there anything you really like, really like? Uh, no, because (laughs) (laughs) if if I would, if I had picked anybody, I would have picked, uh, on Iowa based on what happened last week, but they're not playing. They got a bond. I always like to look at the prior week and see what happened. And the other, the other, the other team would be Nebraska, who I think is ready to fall apart now. And they've got a buy. So that display at Minnesota was not good. Do you realize Minnesota is in the driver's seat for the West? I mean, they are. They've got the better Man, schedule. I've been, I've been extolling the virtues of PJ Fleck, and you've been mocking <laughs> me, mocking me, and now you just don't want to give the guy any respect. No, I did. I'm, what does I'm he got to do, Dave? I don't mock what does he got to do? I don't mock you. Hey, you. You row the boat. It's your boat. Row it. <laughs> uh, the, the, the interesting game, I think, is uh, Wisconsin at Purdue, but who knows yeah. what's going to happen. I think Purdue caught them at a really good time. Purdue has mucked along there. I mean, Jeff Brom made three quarterbacks work. What the, what the hell was that? He was actually putting the third guy in and it worked. It was like Tom Landry on meth. What, what, what was going on? There? You remember <laughs> the, the night that was 1971 season? Yes. They shuttled plays. Yeah. Was, yeah Staubach was shuttling in for Craig Morton. Morton and Staubach was ready to quit, right? Yes, he was. They won yeah. the Super Bowl at the end of that season with Dwayne Thomas against the, uh, the Miami Dolphins. Dolphins who weren't quite ready. They weren't they quite were. ready. The next year, they were. Three, is that what it was? 24-3. Lance yeah. Allworth, Mike Ditka, and Dwayne Thomas scored for Dallas in that game. There you go. And little five-year-old Bob Flanders was going, yay! I was, uh, I was, I was a fully formed seven. So were you a Cowboys fan even then? I had actually just started the regular season. That's when I uh, – it was like October – of, of 71 and that was back when there was only i think they only had like one game on a sunday or two games on for it was always time. it was always frank gleber doing the Cowboys. <laughs> <right? laughs> were, were you throwing stuff at the tv and cussing out landry when he put in morton even back I just then didn't, i just didn't know enough i just i just was uh i was just <laughs> starting to actually follow the game my dad was an eagles fan he was always throwing crap at the tv set because they were terrible uh, but 
No, they. I did not really realize how truly awful Craig Morton was until about 1973, I would say, two years later when I was all of nine. But, yeah, 71, uh, 24 to 3. It, I think it was in Tulane Stadium, too. It was, that was, it was in New Orleans, but it was at Tulane Stadium. One of the, one of the infamous uh, artificial turf surface surfaces in the country, and I'm, I'm preparing a book, I think, <laughs> when I retire. I'm going to actually write a book on plastic, plastic grass, the old plastic grass that people had to play on back then, because it was it was torturous. I mean, that was one of the the the, the other notorious field was, of course, the Astrodome well, back when Elvin Bethea and those guys played. I mean, the, yeah. to think that they actually played on these surfaces, the the vet. I, I'm going to interview everybody. And I mean, it, it is a whole book that, yeah. that they actually that Monsanto and 3M actually put these surfaces out there that guys had to play on with basically that much foam rubber underneath and plastic and killing each other. These were big by the seventies. These were big, fast men. And it was, it was torturous. Anyway, that's how I went off on a spiel. Jones, you know, dating back to your college days, that's not the only grass you could write about and be an expert on. If you know what we go, we come back around. Oh, we're going to get into a little mini. (laughs) We're going to get into a fog at mini concert. All right, that's it. See you guys next week. This has been the Blue White Breakdown, brought to you by Penn Live.